fiddle with this pop filter about a thousand times. Do you, have you attached it to the bass? Or have you attached it to something random? <laughs> <laughs> Don't pause! You're going to set me off. You're listening to e-commerce talk. Brought to you by Digital Startup. Signposting the road to e-commerce success. Hey everyone, it's Craig here at Digital Startup and I'm on with Mark. Hi guys. And today I wanted to talk to you about A-B testing and how it can help with your conversions. So here's the scenario, you're getting loads of traffic to your website but you're hardly getting anyone buy any of your products. So we'll call this having a low conversion rate and there's a few things that can actually affect your conversion. I guess if you're just starting your business, you also need to be very aware of what the customer's buying cycle is. Oh, totally. Because if, you, if you're selling um, comparable products, let's say you open up another type of Amazon website, just, just for example's sake, Amazon is very, I, in my opinion, because I do it all the time, an impulse buy. Uh, you know, I need this or, oh, that looks good, I'll buy that. But there are other things not like... A, not a considered purchase so much. Though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then you come to buying sofas, I might find a sofa on a website and go, you know what, that looks really nice. And I'll um and ah about it for a while. Plus, you know, there's a lot of money that I'm about to fork out for the sofa. And it might be four to six weeks before I make that purchase, which would be like, a, you know, the cycle really from from beginning to purchase, I guess. I'm sure there's a term for that. Uh, well, you go kind of from inspirational mode, which is where you're looking for inspiration to research then into, for want of a better phrase, project management, which yeah. is where you're trying to work out how you can get it, when you can get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as a store owner, if I'm not aware that my customers generally consider making that purchase, I might think that I'm getting a lot of site visits on week one, and I'm not getting any purchases on week two, but that's not a failed conversion. That's just a conversion happening at a later date than you than you considered totally i think i know we've gone slightly off track here that things settle down you can't judge these things in a week whether it's the length of your buying cycle that you're not sure of yet you know for your sofas for example which I, is a considered purchase which i can't imagine many people go at the weekend let's buy a new sofa and go out and buy a new sofa yeah. You know what I mean? I can imagine there's a lot of research, a lot of, you know, looking at X, Y, and Z. They may visit stores. And, yeah, so you can't just make uh, quick decisions over a matter of a few days or a week or so. You really need to let things wash through with regards to uh, people, as you say, clicking onto the site, then coming back or buying. You need to work that out because you'll start changing things before you've got any data or you'll change things and make them worse. That's, again, where AB come in. If you leave it long enough, you can then control the split between the A and the B and slowly make that bigger. And I think that's a real, real thing that you've got to be careful of is knee-jerk reaction. Yeah, definitely. You know, from going selling tins of coffee, which I can imagine is a quite a sort of a quick purchase to selling sofas, is a big jump. I, I did it. When I was purchasing the sofa and I was browsing online for it, I revisited the website over and over again because... Not only was I not sure, I wanted everyone's opinion. So I'd go to work or I'd go see friends and family and I'd load the website up on my phone or another computer and I'd say, this is what I'm I'm thinking about getting. Yeah, so just bear that in yeah. mind. <laughs> is what no, I'm no, that's, a good, it's, that's all I'm saying yeah. is bear that in mind. 
No, it's a great point, actually. And if you've got any way of doing any sort of research, and you can probably Google it as daft as it sounds, depending on what your, your sector is, I can guarantee somebody in your sector would have done some research on buying cycles, etc. So you can get a guide from that, I would think. So there are actually other factors that we can think about. These things, well, uh, such as your price, maybe you're what, too, too expensive. Yeah, maybe you're too expensive. Non-competitive is what you're saying, yeah. Well, not it's not just about being too expensive. So there's a flip side to that. You can actually be too cheap. Uh, too good to be true. Yeah, too good to be true. There's some, there's got to be something wrong with this product. If Joe Bloggs is selling it for £50 and this guy over here is selling it for £20, then how can he possibly afford to do it? Is it a knockoff? Mm. Is it seconds? It can raise doubt. So I think that when you do, not that we're telling you how to run your business in terms of pricing, but I think if you are pricing your products, you need to really think about being competitive, but not, well, A, not throwing too much of your money away, too much of your margin, and, and B, not looking like you're possibly selling something dodgy. Mm. Is that fair oh, to yeah. say? Am I being yeah, a little yeah. bit too blunt with that? Possibly, but yes, I think we get the point. Okay. Uh, another reason can be uh, poor, unique selling points. So perhaps your competitors uh, are offering better services, such as, I don't know, 30-day money back, free return, trial period. I guess it depends on when whether you think products or a service. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have the right USPs, if you're not selling your business, so to speak, then that's another reason why people can come visit you and go, actually your other competitor offers more for a similar value mm -hmm. yeah got you yeah, and of course obviously we pointed to this before in the last podcast about if and you've already alluded to it if you if your main competitor is doing x y and z there's probably a very good reason they're doing that x y and z because if they've been in the industry or what your your sector for a while they will have learned as they've gone along so you can learn from them you know what i mean so if if they've got three unique selling points, you need to be somewhere near those three unique selling points or come at it from a different point of view, definitely. Okay, well, let me throw this one at you then in that case. Okay. So what if your competitors are all copying each other because mm. they just copy each other, but actually they're wrong? Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 that, that's kind of, yeah. They've all copied each other and actually they all think everybody else has got it right. Yeah, when in actual fact, they've got it wrong. Yeah, I just thought I'd throw that curveball out there. No, no, no. That's a good point. Good point. A lot of research needs to be done in what you're selling. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, if you're starting your own business, you really need to know what everyone else is doing so that you either need to stay clear of certain aspects or or, or take on board other aspects. Mm -hmm. But but we'll, we'll go into that in terms of A-B testing. Uh, another reason for poor conversion rates can be technical difficulties. Now, we've experienced this in the past where certain people on certain browsers or, or devices aren't able to interact properly with the website. It, I'm, do you know what? That, that still surprises me in today's technology that that's an issue. It really does. Yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, in terms of technical difficulties, it's not just the fact that something is broken. If we talk for a moment about mobile optimization, sometimes you can go onto a page on your, on your phone and a button may appear off screen or, or not at all, depending on how other assets of the pages have overlapped. And I think when you finish building your site, or even whilst you're building your site, I think it's absolutely fundamental that you go over what you've got and make sure everything works correctly on different mediums. I mean, we're talking operating systems and, and mobile devices and 
laptops and desktop PCs, etc. I remember, God, this is going back about a year ago. Uh, there was this woman who called up and she was very upset because she couldn't complete her purchase through her smart TV. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was I was a little bit surprised by that. I mean, yeah, I can expect people to do something on a mobile or or, or, or some other weird device. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah. not. I never thought anyone would 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 go purchase something on their TV. And 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 thinking about it, I was taken back by it. But should I really have been surprised? Maybe that's the future. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. So another reason for poor conversions can be call to actions. So a call to action, uh, you'll see it all the time, is like click here or do this something on a page where you're trying to get your customer to do something to, to take the next action so perhaps you want them to sign up to a newsletter or you want them to register with your service or, or, or i don't know not having proper placement of those buttons will affect people moving on to the next stage understandable I've been on some of those websites as well, to be fair. It wasn't, I'm not thinking of a call to action right now, but not long ago, Amazon had their um, Amazon Prime Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. You know I, it well. Yeah, I was, so I was going through, yeah, I know, I keep spending a load every year. Um, <laughs> so I was going through uh, all the products and I was flagging them to say that I want to go back and revisit them when they uh, become available at a certain time. And I must have spent a good few minutes trying to find where it saved this list. Turns out, on the main page of the Amazon Prime Day page, yeah. I had to scroll down about 80% of the way down to find um, a scrolling list of the products that I'd saved. There was nothing... Oh, so it didn't go into your wish list? No, it right? didn't go into my wish list. It didn't... Oh, okay. There was nothing... There was no indicator on the screen to say, yes, you've added this to your Prime list. You can access your Prime list from somewhere. Oh, okay. And it's funny because as much as as the amount of money that I spend on Amazon and and considering how much money Amazon has kind of like got behind them, so to speak, I don't think their their actual uh, shopping experience is that good. Is that fair to say? I think their app is better than their desktop experience, personally. Yeah, the app's kind of more Mm -hmm. to the point, I guess. Mm -hmm. Less is more, I think, on there. Yeah, you can watch TV on Amazon, can't you? You can uh, Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime, Prime Video, yeah, Prime yeah. Video, yeah. If I remember correctly, that again took me a while to get to all my shows because you can bookmark your shows. Yeah, so I found that I actually had to bookmark the page and save it in my browser. So whenever I want to watch TV on Amazon Prime, it's quicker for me to 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 click on the bookmark than it is for me to navigate through the site. And this is where yeah. I think Amazon falls down a lot. But everyone assumes that because it's Amazon, they're doing everything right. And they're not? No, I'd agree. I'd agree. Mind you, they sell so many products. They sell so many things Amazon do. It's unbelievable. Yeah, but that's like saying, you know, uh, we're making money, so it doesn't matter to us. I think there's a little bit of bloody mindiness in them, to be fair, but that's personal view. So the last point that is a very grey area is the customer journey. Poor experience that the customer may have with your site can result in a low conversion rate. But how do you test that? How do you know what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong? So if you have built the site yourself or you've paid somebody to build the site for you, you end up taking for granted that you know how the website works. You know that if you need to do something, you need to scroll to a particular part of the page or you need to click on a particular button. And And I think the speculation sometimes can actually blind you. So there might be something fundamentally wrong, but you just don't see it because... Yeah, you know that journey. 
you built that journey and you think everybody else knows that journey. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and, and one thing that we've both struggled with for a while now is the people that you report to feel that they know best. So if, if, if you, you have a poor conversion and your bosses turn around and say, well, I think that there should be this type of message here or a pop-up there, you you don't you know it's 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 wrong but they want something on the site to please them yeah absolutely um yeah, been guilty of that before yeah yeah exactly so everyone thinks they know best but you have no way of proving whether that's going to work or whether it's not going to work or even worse that it's actually going to decrease conversion yes yeah absolutely seen that happen as well people think they know best put something in and actually it bombs. It's surprising even people within the industry that you're working in think that their experience will tell them. And we're both aware of examples of people that have gone, oh, if you do this, it will do that. And then been shocked when actually it doesn't do that. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I, I can give a, a, a broad example here. We had an expert come in who um, does A-B testing for a living. And he was absolutely convinced that if we moved this button further up the page, it would perform better. But it was actually the complete opposite. He was so surprised. And we, we the bets were, we both thought that it would perform better as yeah, well. absolutely. And what do we know? <laughs> I would say there's a couple of other things that you could do to get some feedback first. Okay. Okay. So uh, I'm, I'm, we've all seen these. So one of the, the quickest and easiest way uh, that I've used, that you've used, and surprisingly amount of people actually get involved in is an exit survey so basically when your customer is about to leave your website there are services which you can get which will uh, present them with a pop-up and their pop-up is kind of a dirty word <laughs> it makes e-commerce. me cringe i hate yeah, pop-ups yeah. yeah but they are proved to work nobody likes them popping up everywhere but actually they do work quite well you can set up a survey, uh, and I think you know the sites that you can use better than me, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, just asking them some very simple questions, and I think the fewer questions, the better. You know, you're talking four or five in, in sort of my eyes. And yeah, I, I guess you don't want to frustrate people that are leaving the site. Um, off the top of my head, the two that I can think of that do an exit survey uh, service that you can install on your website, uh, SurveyMonkey and a new one called Get Site Control. Get Site Control's free. SurveyMonkey has a, don't quote me on this one, has a subscription charge but comes with a few more features. Okay, well, I mean, uh, I've heard of SurveyMonkey and I didn't know Get Site Control until we took a look at it. I must admit I was quite impressed, to be fair. And yeah, get a a simple exit survey, uh, three or four questions, maybe four or five, sort of open it nicely with something like leaving soon, please tell us why. So uh, you can just start with what was the purpose of the visit? You know, what were they coming on the site for? Was it just research? You can set up the questions to come up with predetermined answers or just fill it in freely, I believe. Yeah, I think Uh, think it should always be uh, multiple choice. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd agree. And normally you can do multiple, you can set the four different ones or you know maybe you can put other in where they could type into it random I don't yeah know. yeah I mean on get um, site control you can actually queue up the next question depending on the answer that they put oh so you can branch it yeah 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 that's it so you can branch it all oh, right okay okay well that's that's good that is very good if you can do that so yeah uh, what was the purpose of the video visit oh 
Uh, did you find what you were looking for? Not to quote a U2 song there, but um, <laughs> if you didn't find, find what you're looking for. If not, I suppose this is where you're getting into branching. If not, what did we miss? That's great, because if, if people are coming onto your site believing that you do something you don't do, you're either got your SEO wrong, your marketing wrong, or maybe you're missing a product. So I think that's a really good one if, if the people do fill that in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what would improve your experience? Now, my experience of that particular question is you get from the sublime to the ridiculous. So you will get some genuine, oh, a bigger range, a smaller range, whatever, you know, better categories. You'll also get some trash talk in there. You, know, you do have to filter that out, admittedly. But I would have been very impressed with some of the findings that have come out of the surveys that we've done. I must admit. Okay. And I think that's a great point. Before you start doing ABs, you really want to look at if you can get the data from that survey exit, you, that could define your AB test. So if somebody's saying, well, actually, you need to move your buttons up further up the screen, or you, we couldn't find out where to check out, for example, yeah. you can then go, oh, okay. So then you would do your AB test. Possibly your first one is making a nice big button for checkout or trolley and see if that improves the experience by using the A-B tester. So I always think it's a great point, a mm. great starting point before you get into your A-B. You've, you just reminded me of a website. And I don't want to say the name of the website on air, but there's, there's a website you and I both know that is an online store. Yeah. But it takes a couple of minutes to realise there's no checkout because you have to place the order over the phone. Yes, I know exactly. <laughs> it's like you go around and going. So okay, I've I found the products that I want. How do I add it to my cart and how do I how do I check out because I want to purchase these products? And then it, and then if you read carefully, I think you find it eventually. It's like oh, actually, I need to make. You've got to ring in. Yeah. yeah. I, I, why that? Why they think that's a great business model? I don't know. No. I, I don't get that bit. I don't get that bit, but anyway, yeah. Mm. That would be my feedback. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make it transactional. Yeah, yeah. That, that normally helps the with an online store. How can we actually do proper testing with a customer journey? It's difficult, but not impossible. As you mentioned, um, we can do exit surveys to find out why the customer journey was so poor. So that's, mm. a, that's a very good way of doing it. Another way that you could find out about your customer journey, although I'd probably deter you from doing it, is by asking friends and family. Because mm -hmm. through experience, what you'll generally tend to find is that if you ask somebody that you know to look at it, they'll try not to hurt your feelings. <laughs> and Tell you so, what you want to hear rather yeah, than yeah, yeah, exactly. So you won't get a true answer unless you have some really harsh friends. Um, yeah, and you'll know, <laughs> and then you'll... Enough, you're one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yeah, so just be very careful with that. Okay, so if we want to do some thorough testing, we can rely on doing A B tests. We haven't actually explained what A B tests are, so if you'd like to fire away, what is an A B test? So, an A B test or a split test, sometimes as it's known is an experiment where you present two different versions of a similar page to two different sets of people. And the basic purpose is to identify which one performs best for a specific set of marketing or business metrics. It might be conversion, it might be click-through rates, it might be anything, it, might, it can even just be getting traffic to the site. So you have an A and a B. The A tends to be your control, which is just your normal website, so you just let that go through. Mm -hmm. And the B is the experimental page or variant, which is where you've done the, the change. It can be subtle, it can be dramatic, but I always think subtle is best and do it in five steps rather than 
I make one big leap. Yes. Um, and you're able to monitor both and then compare using metrics built into software, et cetera, where you can see if your conversion rate goes up on the B or the A. And it can be used to prove or disprove things. And I think that's important. So I'm aware of A-B testing where, I think we alluded to it earlier, where people think something's going to happen. And actually, the opposite happens where the A test, the original, fares far better. Yes. And you can actually stop yourself making a mistake using AB. So it's evolving the website using AB, whether that be changing something or not changing something. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break that down. And uh, I don't want to offend anyone who's listening, but I want to I dumb down a little bit how that process works. If you have a web page you would have something installed on your e-commerce platform. And what that would do, it would drop a cookie, if you're familiar with cookies, into the viewer's browser. Um, what that would do was enable you to track all the people that go to the page and do a 50-50 split. Let's say 100 people visit that page. You can manipulate how that page looks for 50 people, or you can leave it alone for the other 50 people. And then you can use uh, metrics, think of Google Analytics, to, to follow the journey of what the people did after viewing the, 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 the control versus the variance. So it, it sounds complicated and difficult, but actually is, it is very, very simple to do. Um, there's a few sites that actually, um, uh, that actually provide the service. So off the top of my head, I can only think of two, but I'm gonna add some more in the description. Uh, there's Optimizely and there is Money Tate. Um, actually thinking about it, there's also, as we mentioned earlier, Get Site Control, where you can actually do A-B tests with that free with pop-ups, different types of pop-ups. Oh, right. I didn't know you could do that with, with those. Because uh, one thing that can affect your, your metrics is the amount of data that you get. So you might be asking, okay, how long do these tests last before I actually have to make a decision on which one's better? And that all comes down to the amount of traffic that you're getting through your site. So if you're not getting much traffic through your site, your test would have to go on a little bit longer until you get enough visits to know what the right decision is to make. Now, if you're somebody like Amazon, um, who gets loads and loads of hits every day, you'd probably be able to make your mind up after a few hours or a day. So that's that's just a point to bear in mind. Okay, yeah. Whereas, if, as you say, for a smaller site setting out, you're going to take a bit of time. Now, I know um, Money Tate, and the metrics in Money Tate will tell you when they feel there's enough data to make a decision. So you make the decision and give you the metrics, but it will tell you don't do anything just yet. Uh, uh, wait for more data. Okay, I've, I've not used it myself. I logged on once, so I'm not mm. quite sure... Um, yeah, the, the metrics are very good. It does take a little bit of setting up. Uh, obviously, if you want to do anything where it's going to affect conversion or, or you're tracking any sort of click-throughs, etc., you have to put a little bit of code onto the side, don't you? Yes. With most um, uh, services that provide an A-B test, you have, to put some, you have to embed something in your page code that allows the manipulation of the page. So basically, the way it works is, is as the page loads, it kind of very quickly rejigs everything around the code around using JavaScript, um, mm -hmm. and as the page loads, it, it looks slightly different depending on on who's visiting it. Question, sorry, yeah, uh, for you. So if they revisit that page, so they shut the browser down and revisit it in a week, will they still see the same? I, I, I can give you I can give you the simple answer or the complicated answer. <laughs> the simple answer yeah. is yes. 
they will always see that same change. It sounds, like there's, a, it sounds like there's a caveat to that. <laughs> yeah, so if I'm part of the, um, the the test group, if you will, that I've been chosen at random by this cookie, mm. and, I, um, and I'm seeing the button on the right rather than the left, then that mm. button will always show on the right-hand side until the, the test ends. Yeah. Unless. Oh, okay, yeah, there we go. Because <laughs> it's 50-50, or in this case, let's just say it's an A-B test and it's 50-50. If I then go onto a different computer or a mm -hmm. mobile device, something that's not the original device that I looked at, I might yeah. end up on the control and see something different, which like, could again, be seen as being a little bit confusing. Again, but that's another reason to do small changes in several steps and not one large one, personally. Yeah, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Um, and the only other reason as well why I might see something different every time I log onto the site is that if I'm clearing the cookies, because the uh, A-B testing software uses that cookie to know what to ah, right. to that person. Okay, so why would we want to do some A-B testing then? What's, what's the ideas behind that? So what, what, what can we test with it? Uh, okay, maybe you want to see which headline performs better. So maybe you have a page title. So you might have um, one title saying, buy me now, and the other one saying, would you like to make a purchase? Okay. So yeah. it can be the style of writing maybe. Um, we talked about the placement and and colour of buttons. Maybe when we want to reorder parts of the page and jiggle them around, add a testimonial to the page or any other asset, or maybe you want to remove something from the page and see if that performs that better. Performs better, because because going from experience, I know that when you report, it, okay, if you are reporting to somebody or if you're having a lot of people have their say. <laughs> they all think they kind of know best and then you end up designing something by a committee yeah. what should be something very simple let's say a product page ends up being a mess mm -hmm. to, 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 to put it politely we've worked on a home page which back in the day was very simple you go there and it had like six I'm going to call them call to actions would you like mm -hmm. to browse this category that category that category over the course of maybe 18 months Everyone's been having their say going, ah, oh, that should be there. These are all opinion-based, yeah? And then you've, we've ended up with 12 different things on the homepage. You literally load the homepage up and go, what am I clicking on? Where, yeah. where do I go? Because you've made the page so noisy, there's no priority to anything. So maybe it's a case of, yes, you can have your, your 12 things on the page and keep everyone happy, but you make 10 of those things very subtle and mm -hmm. kind of only highlight two main call to actions you either want to go here next or here next you're kind of keeping everybody happy mm. but having those very clear definitions of, of where the customer wants to go but when you try and argue that point to the people that have their opinions you have absolutely nothing to back that up with and if you think it's a terrible idea you can't prove them wrong a great reason to do a b testing is kind of turning around and saying, I told you so. <laughs> it gives okay. you the ability to go, I told you you shouldn't have put that on there. <laughs> well, with, yeah, by, by limiting the kind of damage to a degree. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, cool. So heading, headlines, you said. Yeah, so headlines, as we mentioned before, the style of yeah. writing. Uh, you've got your buttons, your colored buttons, different types of imagery. Oh, that's a good one. The styling of your uh, pricing. So does it need to be subtle? Does it need to be bold? Does it need to be in a certain font? These are all things that actually have a, quite, a, quite a difference to, to the customer journey. If you're selling something inspirational to a, how do I put it, a, a higher class of customer, 
they won't necessarily care about price so you don't need to make it big and garish instead you can concentrate on other assets of the page but again we won't know this until we did an a b test um and the only other example that i can think of are forms so i pointed out earlier about being able to sign up to a newsletter uh, an a b test could say if you only tell people they need to put in their email address more people sign up to the newsletter than if you were to provide a form asking for their email address, their first name and their last name. I right, got you. Okay, so those are just a few of the things, aren't they? Depending on your site, there'll be other things that what you're doing and what you're selling, etc. I mean, yeah, there's the, you can you can do you can basically do a test with anything. I don't I can't think off the top of my head what would be something you couldn't test. But again, keep it simple, keep it small, a, a subtle change rather than a huge change. Yeah, totally. The one that wins for want of a better phrase, your new standard, you are then able to use that as your con uh, control and then try another test where you move the button from the right, or from the left to the right, but now you're moving it further up the page on the right to see if that gets a better click through, Definitely. rather than trying to do it all in one jump. Yeah, one thing I'd like to highlight is that A-B testing doesn't produce quick wins. If you're after a quick win, you won't find one. In my opinion, you might argue with me, with A-B testing, A-B testing never stops. It is ongoing. You know, if, if your business lasts 10 years, then you should be doing A-B testing constantly over a 10 year period because you will always be tweaking things and the industry changes, styles change. You should always be doing some sort of A-B test. You shouldn't mm -hmm. go, right, I've moved that over there, conversions increased, I won't bother doing anymore. No, yeah, absolutely, I'd agree. It's not a quick win. You can learn things quite quickly because I've seen A-B testing where one of the groups far outstrips the other group and you see that really quickly. But I've also seen it where that starts and then over a period of time, it, yeah, that the other group, the control maybe catches up. So um, yeah, I believe I'm, I'm with you. You've got to leave it several weeks, months, depending again on your traffic to make sure that you are making the decision with the most accurate and most plentiful data that you've got. So the longer, the better. It's a slow evolvement rather than an, it's, not, it's an evolution, not a revolution. Yes, exactly. So I found um, my list of um, websites slash services that actually provide A-B testing. Okay. We've cool. talked about a couple already, but one of them is MailChimp. So MailChimp send newsletters out. Uh, will help you send newsletters out. You can actually do A-B a, B testing on that. So you can see which style of newsletter performs better um, with your customers. Uh, All right, got you. So with MailChimp, you can actually see who's received the email, who has opened the email, and who has clicked on something within the email. Mm -hmm. And so you can compare those that, that data with your different types of testing. Um, so that, that, that's that's one site where you can do A-B testing. Another one is Unbounce. So that is um, like Money Tate and Optimizely that I mentioned before. That is where you can change things on your um, website, like landing pages, product pages, and whatnot. And then, is that a purely online one? Sorry, Unbounce, not one I know. Uh, yeah, uh, Unbounce, I believe, is, is just like Money Tate. You can, okay, you can do various tests on various pages, with all your data uh, again you'll generally find that there'll be a subscription charge with mm -hmm. um, companies that provide the service and if you can afford it you should do it uh, like I say the only free one that I'm aware of uh, and someone might 
come back to me with more free ones is the get site control but that is mostly a b testing on pop-ups okay well let's put it out there to any, anybody that does know free one that, that, you know email in tweet etc let us know and we can we can update yeah totally and then if you'd like to know more about a b testing if we made a hash job of actually explaining what all of this is to you uh, there's a, a link in the description that takes you to a post on our website which gives you more examples of what A-B testing is. Great. I must admit, my eyes, uh, I've learned a lot with A-B testing, uh, an awful lot yeah. um, about it. Um, a, building the tests. B, the, the effect that those tests can have, it can be quite startling. Uh, but also, uh, do the ones you think will probably be startling probably won't be, and they'll take longer than you think. And I, I think that just shows on e-commerce, there is no quick wins. There's some obvious things you need to do, and there's some definite touch points of things you must do. But with regards to uh, the involvement of your site and selling your products, there isn't a quick win. Yeah. I mean, if you'd asked me a year ago about A-B testing, I would have shrugged my shoulders because I've always ignored or overlooked a b testing um because it seemed like this really complicated technical weird magic stuff <laughs> um an actual fact what i've learned over the past couple of months is that it's much simpler than i thought it was to implement and the data that you get from your test is really really valuable uh, not only as i said before to help increase conversion but tell people that you know to go away because actually you do know best. <laughs> totally. And I, 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 like you, didn't really know a lot about it, learnt a lot about it. I think that with the user testing that we did, the user experience testing, that led us down a way and we linked the two. So what people would tell us from the user experience were now testing to see if they are the majority. And actually some of the tests that they pointed out and we've started doing some of the changes they said would be good, they were right. And those are the tests that seem to be doing well. Uh, and so there'll be a few changes coming onto the site. Just to very quickly bullet points, um, the key points that you should look at to help increase conversions. They are your product pricing, your unique selling points, what makes you different from your competitor, any technical difficulties someone might be having with your website, poor call to actions like banners and buttons that are poorly placed or don't quite give the message across. And then there's the, the, the whole customer journey, which you would find what is best for your site by running the A-B tests. Brilliant. Well, I think it's one of those things that when you unlock and start looking at it, the, the, the possibilities are huge um, and the opportunities are also huge with A-B testing. Right. Thank you for listening if you're still with us. And we will catch you in a week's time. Brilliant. All right, see you Thanks, later. Bye. Bye. Bye.